Hey friends, welcome to Boca, a podcast exploring the ever-blurring lines between the personal and business lives of professional photographers. This is your host, Nathan Holritz, and I'm happy that you can join me today in connecting with photographers and entrepreneurs as we discuss photography, business, and oh yeah, that sometimes messy thing that we call life. This podcast is brought to you by Photographer's Edit, custom image editing for the wedding and portrait photographer. Just visit photographersedit.com. All right, Boca Podcast listeners, we are back for another episode and actually a, a repeat guest. My friend Vanessa Hicks is here with me again today. Oh, I, I say here, I wish it was here. In fact, I was wish I wish I was where you're at, Vanessa, in Hawaii. I'm, I'm a little bit jealous, but thank you so much for joining us virtually today. Not a problem. I mean, again, we're having a cold chill this week. I know it's nothing like the polar vortex that everybody <laughs> is like going through. I was going to say know, define cold because it probably is a little different than what people here know. <laughs> I mean, the, the cold for us in the middle of the Pacific is when it starts to dip into the 60s. And so it's like <laughs> 68, but the, there's like, two, we do have a storm coming through. And like, I just saw an alert that coastal flooding and something like 60 foot swells are coming. So we've got real big wind chill, you know, 25 mile per hour winds and stuff gusts that are coming. So it is cold. I am literally sitting here with a blanket on right now. But again, I know that's first world problems and I don't have ice or snow or anything lower than 60. So, you know, I can't complain. I don't want any of your fans or listeners to like send me hate mail. (laughs) (laughs) I would love, actually, I will say we've, we've been lucky as of late, uh, not to spend too much time just talking about weather, but you know, we had, we did have a bit of a cold spell, um, even in Tennessee, I think we got into the teens, which is pretty cold for here, but, um, it, it was kind of cloudy and just nasty too. We've actually had some sun, it's warmed up, uh, which is encouraging. I, I, if, if the weather doesn't get better here than it's been in the last year, year and a half, I'm seriously tempted to, to move to Sunday or somewhere sunnier. Um, because I mean, it, I think you have to. I mean, it, it just it helps your vitamin D consumption and it just makes you happier. So I think you should. I would I, think you I might- would definitely say that it makes me happier. Yeah. You know, I'm, <laughs> I'm not a huge fan, honestly, of attributing my happiness to outside sources. But there is something to be said, like you said, the, the actual nutritional benefit of the sun. But I, I genuinely just feel uh, more energized, more energetic, even just seeing the light of sun coming in the windows. I'm actually standing in my living room right now at a stand desk and, we're, and I'm doing this podcast, but I'm facing a, a relatively large window in my living room and the sun is pouring in and it's it's just really, really nice to actually have that. So enjoy your extremely cold 68 degree weather. <laughs> um, but thanks again for joining us. And we actually had you on not too long ago, back in episode 210, we delved into a, a pretty massive topic, a loaded topic on mental health. And I appreciate you making the time to share with our listeners at that point. We'll make sure to, to link to that episode in the show notes. And by the way, for those of you listening in, I, I know I say it a lot, but I can't stress it enough. The show notes are a pretty great resource for this podcast. I mean, it's fun to listen to the conversation, but we talk about a lot. We mention a lot of books and websites and various resources. If you go to Boca, B-O-K-E-H podcast.com, we will link to resources in each episode uh, that we discuss in each episode. And we'll make sure to link to episode 210 for those of our listeners who have not gotten to hear that episode yet. They'll also get to know you better in that episode too, because we we get to know you a little bit on a personal level and, and the background of your business. Uh, so for those of you that missed that episode, definitely go back, episode 210. 
Um, we're in, in fact, you and I were just chatting about this before we started recording. We're now into February of 2019. I, I was telling you that I feel like it's still the beginning of the year somehow. I'm yes. curious what your 2019 goals are looking like and, and how you're maybe already acting on those at this stage of the year. Wow. So you're right. It is February and I had a ironically a busy January. So February is like my slower month right now. So I'm really looking at all those goals, everybody that, you know, came into the new year with new goals. Mine was to just make it through the last bit of wedding season. Okay. So, you know, for February for me, um, or for this year, um, I'm actually in the midst of a potential change. So if you guys listened before, if you guys follow me, you guys do know that I'm a military spouse. My husband has been active duty for 19 years and we are facing yet another move right now. Currently nothing is set in stone, but currently we are potentially moving to San Diego in April of 2020. Wow! So I've moved my business three times in three years. And thankfully I've been more successful each place I've gone. And that all, uh, is attributed to forward marketing and, and really making sure I do my network and groundwork. So the biggest goals for me for 2019 is making a mark in California before we get there. Um, luckily, we lived in California before we moved here to Hawaii. We were in Monterey uh, for 18 months. So I do know a little bit about California. My husband's originally from there. So one of my biggest goals is, you know, I'm going to be heading to San Diego and that SoCal area at least once a quarter quarter to network, to do shoots, to, you know, again, just hit that ground running. Also, you know, I would hope to get to my 40 weddings a year. I'm here in Hawaii. We do weddings all day, every day. I actually have a wedding this afternoon after our podcast. No way. So yes, I do. It's an elopement. So I'm really excited about that. But yes, here in Hawaii, weddings happen Monday through Sunday. So it's pretty easy to shoot a lot of weddings. It's not just on the weekends huh. as you're tr- um, type of like on the mainland. So that as well. And then outsourcing, you know, I've, I bless, I'm so very blessed to have reached this point in my um, career where I've realized that I can't do it all. And I, I, for five years, I have been trying to do it all and it has worked, but it hasn't, it's not working now for the current workload that I am that I have. And I travel so much. Um, I have been blessed for some amazing speaking opportunities that I'll be um, speaking at conferences uh, this year. Which ones are you going to be speaking at? Oh, I'm heading to the Reset Conference in March. So oh. you guys can make sure to see me there. I'll actually be going into a much, much deeper topic on blogging when I'm there. Um, I'm also speaking at the Photo Cookout this year in yes. New Orleans in October. I will so, be there. That That is a, uh, an incredible conference. We, we sponsored it this last year and it was amazing. The sense of community was just mind-blowing. Absolutely incredible. Yes. So that'll be cool. Yes, yeah, so I'm really excited about that. And then I have my fingers crossed for a couple more that I'm waiting to uh, hear back from. So um, those are the two big ones. And I do have some online uh, topics that I'll be talking about and then kind of creating my own education uh, community. So you guys will have to stay tuned for that. Wow. So you've got a lot going on. How do you, you know, some might say, how do you manage it all? I mean, is it is it a do you break it out over the week and focus on a particular thing on each day? Or how do you manage all of those things? 
So, I mean, first and foremost, I really should be sponsored by Starbucks and Red Bull. I know that's, <laughs> I know that's not the healthiest thing, which by the way, thank you for my coffee. I owe you some, Nathan. Oh, uh, it was I hope you really enjoyed delicious. It. it was very delicious. So I should be sponsored by them. I know that's not the most healthiest way, but I am a big, big, big note taker. So I am one that writes in my notebook, my monthly goals, my weekly goals, and then my daily goals. And if I don't have that notebook with me, I have no idea what's going on that day. Like I literally have book a podcast today at 8am and I can't wait to scratch it off. Not that I'm excited to be done with you, but it's a, it's a mental thing when I scratch something off of my to-do list. Yeah, I get that. So I, I am a big, big, it has to be on the calendar. I have to take notes um, because for me that and how my brain works, it has to be written down. I have to see physically see what I need to do for the day, um, for the week and then for the month. And then I, I, I'm a firm believer that when you write your lists and your to-do lists and your goals down, a Harvard did a study that 80% of people succeed and, and accomplish those goals when they are written down mm. versus just saying it out there. Oh, well today I'm going to do X, Y, Z. And, but when I write it down, they tend to happen more. So um, being organized in that aspect, uh, I have an amazing family. I'm able to travel in so much right now because my husband is on shore duty. Uh, when we do move to our next location, he will be on the, he will be on a deployable unit, which means he will do a deployment at some time that we are there, which will make him gone from nine months to a year. Right. So obviously my travel schedule will have to slim down a bit. So taking advantage of your situation I, I get told, and I know we're not talking about it, but I get told by a lot of people, wow, I wish I could travel as much as you or do what you do. But our, our situations are very different. Understand that whatever season you guys are in right now, it is just a season. Maybe you want to be a destination photographer, but you have two little kids. Like that, that may not be feasible for you right now. My kids are older. They can make their own breakfast and lunch and dinner, <laughs> yeah. you know? We're at a different season. So yeah. don't rush your seasons. You know, when they come, know what your family life um, and your foundation of your home can handle. And right now, my, my foundation can handle the traveling um, and setting those types of goals. Um, it will be different. I'll be in a different season come next year. Yeah, there is, you know, there's a lot of conversation about not comparing ourselves to others on, on social media. And I think, you know, I think there's, it, it can actually really be a great thing to take some inspiration and encouragement and motivation from others that we're seeing online. But we have to run that through the filter of what we've talked about so many times here on the podcast, which is a big picture view, the overarching goals for our life, for our business. And we, we're able to filter literally everything that we take in, we can filter through those overarching goals, through our values, through as a result of those things, the business model that we've established. And then we can decide what's relevant and we can decide what's irrelevant and not have to stress out about the stuff that's irrelevant. You know, these, these irrelevant comparisons that ultimately can stress us out. It doesn't make any sense. You're, you're wasting energy in that sense. But if you have those filters in place that we just talked about, you can minimize the stress and the comparison anxiety and get on with your life. I love that you're that you've got a good idea, a good handle of where you're at, where your family's at, what you're trying to establish with your business both in Hawaii and then also in California and you're working toward those things and and the the process of actually writing down the goals, making them tangible versus just kind of letting ideas bounce around in your head is a really great start in that direction. I'm a huge fan of 
uh, of electronic note-taking because it means that I have access to it any and everywhere, and there's a little chance that it's ever going to get lost. But whatever it takes to, to write down what it is that you're trying to establish with your life, with your business, the business model that you then establish, and then the goals associated with that business model, if you, if you can go to a place and look at that on a regular basis and know what you're working toward, then it'll help drive what you do on a day-to-day basis, and you can work much more efficiently as a result. So this is a really great way to start off the conversation. You mentioned blogging or you alluded to blogging a second ago, and that's actually what we're going to be talking about today. We're also going to be talking about efficiency. We're going to combine the two, efficiency and blogging. Uh, And you, I mean, I'm still a little bit stunned by this, this idea, but when you and I were chatting about today's interview, you were talking about this notion of blogging for a month or prepping for blogging for a month within an hour, which is kind of a mind-blowing concept for me. We're going to get to how you go about that process in just a second. But I have to ask you about the relevance of blogging in a social media-driven world. Um, you know, A lot of photographers will talk about SEO and how blogging can affect the SEO presence um, or the, 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 their website's presence through SEO. Is, is that your primary motivation for continuing to blog? Is there a reason you're, you're putting so much time, or I guess not that much time, but that you're putting emphasis on blogging versus just kind of dumping it all into social media? So for me now, when I, when I came into the industry five years ago, you saw that blogging was just a, a very big thing that Jenna Kutcher's, Caitlin James, Jasmine Stars, I mean, they were blogging every single day. You could not wait for their blogs yeah. to show up. Right. Yeah. And obviously with social media, those that has changed. Um, you can create your own portfolio on Instagram, on Facebook. And I get that a lot. Is blogging even relevant anymore? And usually... I, you get two reasons. One, people will say, well, I don't have enough clients. I don't have anything to blog about. And we're going to talk about, oh, you've got tons of things to blog about. But two, Instagram, Facebook, all of these social media aspects, it is becoming harder to be seen. If you know anything Mm. about the analytics of Instagram, the analytics of Facebook, I mean, I believe on Instagram, only 9% of your followers are seeing your content. Wow. You know, and I always ask the one question, chances of it happening, yes, I know is slim to none, but what would you do if Instagram or Facebook went down? What would you do? What if, what, what if they came out tomorrow? And they absolutely could. Will they? Probably not. But if Instagram or Facebook went down, if social media went down, are you still in business? Do you have a website? Do you have blog with new content that is free marketing that is showing your work? If the answers to those are no, then that is why blogging is still so important. It is free marketing and free content. Yes, the SEO and all of that, but it is a free, you know, obviously you're paying for your domain and all that, but it is free marketing that drives traffic to your website that then in turn brings you more clients. Um, I do not like to put all my eggs in one basket. And I feel like this generation and this new wave of photographers and entrepreneurs, yes, you can make a lot of money on Instagram. Look at all these Instagram influencers. But I believe for longevity, that is why maybe Caitlin James, Jasmine Starr, Jenna Kutcher aren't blogging as much as they used to, but they still are. You know, because it is still a way to bring traffic to your site, which in turn brings you more money. Interesting. Yeah. The fact that the simple fact that you have control over that content, that is that is huge. I also like too, though, this this notion that you're not I mean, as just as you said it, you're not putting all your eggs in one basket. You're not just focusing on one platform that you're putting it all out there. 
And uh, I know that we've talked about Gary Vaynerchuk here on the podcast quite a bit. Um, he's certainly a source of inspiration for me, not just with content, but just his work ethic. But one of the things he talks about or has talked about is the importance of being everywhere. Now, ultimately, I think it's also smart to work or it's, it's great to work intelligently and to, to be smart with your time. And so instead of maybe eight different platforms, maybe three or four or five makes sense. But the fact that you're spending time both on social media, and by the way, I'll go ahead and throw out your Instagram here. Uh, it is just simply Vanessa Hicks Photography, just like it sounds, V-A-N-E-S-S-A-H-I-C-K-S Photography, and your website, VanessaHicksPhotography.com. For those listening in, you're going to want to check it out. But um, it, it's you definitely have a presence there on Instagram, for example, but the fact that you're also simultaneously creating your own content for your own blog, which um, you own, is significant. And uh, the fact that you're not putting it all in one place, I think is really intelligent as a business owner. It's, it's scalable, right? And scale yeah, is not... Absolutely. Not only scalable, but the fact of the matter is, I mean, we shared before me being military spouse and constantly moving my business. SEO is very important to me. And I know some people, you know, again, whatever works for you, some people aren't focused so much on SEO, but I am. And also being prior military and in this military community, I do have the notion that not all of my clients are on social media. You know, for example, my husband has a security clearance where there's certain things that he can and can't post on social media. And I deal with that a lot. A lot of a lot of this generation, 25 to 34, aren't on social media. So you have this untapped market of people still trying to find you on Google. And if you're not, if you don't have a website that has current content that is driving traffic to your site that'll raise you up on Google, they can't find you. And, and there is definitely something to be said for SEO. And I can speak from experience. Photographers edit still, and we've been in business now for uh, about 11 years. And this is actually probably part of the reason why we've done so well on Google. But we about 25% of our traffic, I think in January and roughly the same for 2018 uh, of, of new accounts, I should say, came from organic Google search, which is, I mean, I, I find that really interesting in this day and age where, you know, everybody's talking about focusing so much. And there seems to be so much conversation on, again, focusing on social media. There's still incredible opportunity to be present through Google and intelligent uh, SEO is, I mean, it's a whole loaded topic in and of itself we're not going to get into today, but it does carry some significance. So having somebody that actually knows that topic isn't just marketing that they know it, but actually knows the topic that can help you set up your website and your blog uh, so that it has the appropriate content to make you more visible online is, is really important as well. But that, that's good. I appreciate that perspective. And that helps me then as we kind of launch into our, our topic today of blogging and more specifically how you go about blogging for a month in such a short amount of time. You mentioned content though earlier. And as far as the type of content that you, that you see gets the most engagement uh, or that generates the most tangible results for your business, which of course, I mean, ultimately we hope that means that you're actually booking new clients. What is the content that, that has had the best results? So ironically, most people who don't blog or don't have a consistent uh, blogging, you know, marketing structure, they always say it's usually one of two things, again, that they don't have content, that they don't have work. You know, maybe they're in a slow season or they've blogged, you know, the weddings or engagement sessions or family sessions or newborn. They blog their work. So they don't feel like they have anything to blog about. And I have to tell you that based on my personal analytics, but then also research with other photographers or other creative entrepreneurs, some of my most traffic driven posts are 
tips to my clients hmm. and also personal posts where people, they want to know you, you know, again, the word authenticity is kind of being thrown around as a, as a buzzword right now, it is, yeah. but it is, you know, but it is true. It is true because again, we all take, you know, if, if you're a photographer, we all have the same gear, the same presets, the same, you know, we edit similar, all of that, but what makes you different is you. And hmm. so when you use your blog post to talk about you or to talk about tips and tricks and all of that for your clients, that then makes you the expert. And then your clients have this area where they can know more about you and then feel more connected to then book you. I've had people that have booked me because I created a whole blog post on how much I love Harry Potter and which movies are my favorite in order and who are my favorite characters. In order. (laughs) Yes, in order. Yes, because there's all those movies. But I tell you which ones, just so you guys know, the fifth one is my favorite. But because people then could relate to me. It was more, they knew the person behind the camera and being able to use your blogging platform to do that helps in that, you know, helps create that bond, create that relationship between you and your clients, and then creating how to's and guides and tips on your blog, being able to answer their questions before they even have them. Then lets them know that you are an expert And again, this is the person I want to book. Hmm. And again, people will say that, oh, I've shared that on Instagram. Well, remember, only 9% of your people that are following you are seeing that. But if you can link that in your emails or create a PDF or whatever from your blog that is there permanently and share it to them, that is, you know, you have that resource forever. Wow. That's okay. So that's pretty huge. When you talk about people wondering how much or how they're going to have enough content to blog, I I honestly kind of amused at the notion when you think about the kind of stuff that people are posting on Instagram, particularly in stories these days, they've got Mm -hmm. enough content for years at the rate that, that a lot of people post on Instagram stories. So this, this notion that there is not enough content, I think is certainly a misnomer. Not only is there opportunity to share beautiful work, um, with, from which, uh, you are then able to further book new clients, but there's also opportunities you're pointing out to share your personal life. And I know that that our photography, my, my photography business back in the day when I was still shooting, a significant portion of the value that came from our blog was personal life, stories about personal life, pictures from our personal life. I think that that still definitely holds some significance today. My question was, was and you, you kind of answered it just now, but my question was, how do you actually get clients or potential clients to your blog. SEO is going to be a, a, a segment of it. Uh, but you also mentioned email. Do you Have you created a, like a regular email newsletter workflow of sorts so that if you able, you're able to capture the email address of a client or potential client, then you're regularly sending them emails to keep them up to date with what's going on in your business? Now, that is one area that I guess I should have put that as a 2019 goal. That is one area that I do want to hone in and focus on. Um, For me, moving so much, you know, I had the notion of, well, some of these emails, you know, like if I'm sending content about Hawaii, my Virginia clients, you know, it doesn't matter to them. And so I know that that notion in my research and stuff is not true um, because guess what? Most people fly to Hawaii for vacation or something. They want to know I'm still here. So that is one area in, in terms of creating kind of like a newsletter for my clients that I do want to tap into. But for me, 
obviously I do share that I blog on social media. Now I'm not saying blog and don't share it on social media. Absolutely do that. You know, I, I pin my content on Pinterest. I share it on my Google, my business. I share it on Facebook. I share it on my Instagram stories and I share it on Instagram. Um, but there's a calculated way that I do that. I don't just put the link and then that's it. You know, I, I share a different image on each platform, you know, with a link back to my site. Um, Canva is great for that um, as well to create um, like a title page that you can put on Pinterest. So I do share all of my blogging on my social media channels. I don't just blog and leave it for nobody to find. And then when I get an inquiry in, if I've blogged at their location or, or anything like that, I will send them over those blogs so they can see more of my work. They've already liked my work enough that they've reached out to me, correct? But now I want to I want to throw that to them. I want them to see more of what they love. So I'm going to show them more blogs that have, you know, m- many more pictures instead of sending them like a gallery. If they want a gallery, they can get that too. But I'll show them the blog because they're going to see how I talk about my clients and how I share their love story and how we had fun at their session. And then when they ask me, "Well, do you know what I should wear?" Absolutely, because I have a blog just dedicated to that. Here you go. So it's constantly driving that traffic to my site. And let me tell you something. When you blog about your clients and share about it on social media, they love that because it is all about them. Your clients, they want to know all about them. They want to talk about themselves. That is what they do. So when you share their weddings or engagement session or whatever that you photograph on your blog and then you share it on Facebook, they are bound to share it themselves because they know it's all about them, which then in turn, their friends see it and then their friends love your work. And, you know, somebody out there may be engaged or getting married or have a baby and they want to book you. So it works. And you can't just share. I mean, you can you can share your Instagram posts and all that, but it's limited. But your blog, again, will be up there forever as long as you pay your domain. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, as long as you pay for your domain. Um, so clients love that. I'm actually on your site right now. And I'm um, looking at Leah and Dave's engagement session, beautiful, beautiful <laughs> session on the beach. And it's just stunning. We'll make sure to link to this in the show notes as well so that everybody can kind of get a feel for the way that you're blogging. But it's it's absolutely beautiful work. Thank you. Um, and, you know, and, and that was great, too, because I made sure to blog their engagement session right before their wedding. So that made everybody excited, you know, about it. But like I said, you know, that's work. And what we're going to talk about is how I create this month of blog content in an hour. And it's because I'm not going to talk to you guys. Yes, there is more that we could dive into at another time about alt text and SEO centric blogs and all of these things. But when I talk to photographers or when I talk to entrepreneurs who need to blog and I ask them, why are they not blogging? Why are they not blogging consistently? I should say. And they always say that they don't have content, you know, so because they don't have content, they don't know where to start. Then they don't start. So, yes, there are steps and things that you should, you know, do as you blog. But I'm not going to talk about that. I want to talk about how we can get, you know, content and and titles and ideas on paper so you know that it can be very easy to blog and then you can just start blogging i'm a firm believer that you should at least start creating a habit yes are there technical things that you should be doing for your blog yes but the great thing about your blog and about your website is as you create this habit of blogging, you can then go back as you learn more of these technical rules on blogging and fix that. You can add alt text at any time to your blog. But for a new person who is just starting their business or a new person to blogging, 
when you start throwing all these other technical terms to them, then they kind of get nervous and they're like, I don't know what that means. And so now I don't want to blog. If <laughs> yeah. I, I, and then that's true. There's some things that I know I have to do and I don't really actually know what I'm supposed to do them. Somebody told me I'm supposed to do them. So it, it's, it's true across the board. But if we just start you off with a habit of seeing how easy it is to create content and that it's more than just your work and you start blogging, we'll talk about that on another episode or whatever um, on the technical side of things. I just want you to start blogging. That's it. And and yeah, this is a good reminder, even for me too, again, the, the reality, which is that we don't have to, in order to put content out there in the public, it doesn't have to be perfect. Just start putting exactly. it out there. As you said, develop that habit of putting it out there. I think it's really important. And, you know, this is something that I've actually been thinking about just for myself, even, even on a personal level. Um, in conversation with people, I, I find at times that I, or at least in the past anyway, I've found that I didn't have a lot to offer to the conversation. We'll treat blogging like a conversation with our clients or potential clients. And the thing that, that struck me was that if I don't have anything to talk about, I'm not really living. I need to pick it up a little bit. I need to live a little bit more. And maybe there's some type of uh, comparable analogy here that's applicable to to blogging and having content to blog. If you're sitting around not doing anything and as a result don't have anything to talk about, um, maybe it's time to change things up and, and pick up the pace a little bit and start shooting a little bit more, even if it's for personal projects. Start living a little bit more and talking about what you're learning in your personal life. Uh, but what you do have, what you are doing, there's no reason not to to find a creative and even fun way to share that. And it doesn't all have to be strictly business. And I think that's good. I am, by the way, very tempted by your offer to go back at an, on another episode and get into the technical <laughs> aspect of, of setting up our blogs effectively, especially for SEO. So I'm, I may take you up on that, Vanessa. Um, oh, man, I'm like sweating already when I do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but I think that is, that is one of the biggest things. Again, talking to people who have brand new in, in their business and have been in their business for a number of years and, again, don't have a blogging structure um, that is what they tell. And I'm like, guys, you guys have so much talk about you, you know, and, and those are, you know, we're going to go into some tips and ideas on how to create this monthly calendar. So one of the big questions that I get um, kind of segueing into it is how many times should I blog? Now, again, I, I, I think this depends on who you are. It's all about consistency. If you're blogging once a week, but it is a consistent once a week, fantastic. That's what I want you to start off with. There are some people that blog five times a week and I, I've done it myself based on this calendar that I'm going to share with you guys, but that can be a little stressful, especially during busy seasons. Now there is a magic number that you hear when we talk about SEO and all of that and Google and ratings and caching and all of that, that says three. I do think that three times a week is manageable when you see how I share on what to blog about. So if you're blogging three times a week consistently, I'm not saying that you're not going to miss something. I, I miss it all the time. But as long as it is consistent and you have content constantly coming to your website, so I tell people, why do you have a website? Right? You know, like if it's just a portfolio and it's just sitting there, you just paid for this beautiful template to just sit there. But if you're not bringing new stuff, changing your images around, but having new content on that blog, I mean, what is really your website for when we do we when we are in the age of social media? Right. Um, but because blogging has kind of taken this backdoor to the rest of things, I think that is what makes um, 
a, a photographer stand out as an active blog. I've had people tell me, oh, you always, you know, I see your blogs. I love them. You know, it's not dormant. It's not just a dormant site that just sits there. Um, blogging does help with that. Well, let's get into it then. Let's let's talk about the, the main steps that our listeners can actually take with their blogging workflow that will enable them to produce the content for a month and, and an hour, even if it took them a couple hours, I think it would be still be amazing. Will you share that workflow with our listeners? Perfect. All right. So what I do, I do these in three simple steps, guys, three simple steps. Now we've talked about it already, but I want to, again, reiterate that your blog shouldn't just be about your work. Now, when I say that I've blogged five times a week or even three times a week, that kind of perfect medium, I, I don't have work for three times a week for a year and, and consistently, you know what I'm saying? So the first step is what I want you guys to do. And I want you guys to write this down is to create a blog series. Now, creating blog series is what's going to help fill your calendar with more than just work. Now, when you create a blog series, you know, you can use the days of the week. Now, I'm one of those people where you give me, you know, a, a day or a letter and I can give you, you know, some funny category or, or title, you know. So some series that I do, they're Friday Fives, Monday Minutes, Tuesday Quick Tips, Wedding Wednesday Tips, you know, How To's, Before and Afters, Day in the Life, uh, Wednesday Resources, Monthly Goals. You guys, the possibilities are endless. Now, you see, this is not just about work, but some of it is, and you're still going to be sharing your content, you know? So let's say we talked about Tuesday quick tips. One of the things that I tell people that you do have content is I want you guys to put, take a paper right now and list some of the questions that your clients always ask you. Now, it doesn't matter what type of photographer you are, a newborn photographer, family photographer, wedding photographer, your clients ask you some of the same things all of the time. There's a blog post. Get it written down because it shows again. There's probably like 10 blog <laughs> exactly. posts or 20 blog there posts. Is. There's so many questions to answer. Yeah. It is so easy, you know, and then your Friday fives. I do Friday fives and sometimes I don't even know what I'm going to talk about. So Friday fives, maybe five things I like right now, five things I don't like right now, five things that I love in the wedding industry, five things I don't love in the wedding industry, five things I love about Hawaii, five things I don't love. You, you guys see where I'm going, right? I'm not trying to ramble. I'm trying to show you that by creating these blog series, it helps as fillers in your calendar to then have content that is around your work. Now, again, when you're doing these types of blog series, your images are up there. So you're still sharing your work, but you've got content around this blog series. And then it helps that your clients, they kind of almost wait for them. You know, when you're sharing before and after, or you're sharing your monthly goals, like I have my clients that rally for me. How's your goals going? Because I share with them my goals, my monthly goals on my blog. Now, Nathan, if you're on my blog right now, my Friday goals are posting today. I, I'm a little <laughs> late behind that. So let me be completely honest with you guys. Usually I try to get my goals out on the first of the month and that didn't happen this month. So I'm not saying you got to be perfect. I'm saying you just have to get it on there. Well, so, and, and the cool thing about having a series, I mean, one of the main things really that comes to mind for me is that it, it spurs ideas, right? So if you've taken the time, let's say even now and prep for 2019, 
you sit down one day, spend an hour or two, and you come up with this series, whatever it's going to be. And, and I love the way that you're approaching it, Vanessa, with a little bit of humor, some fun, and come up with the titles, whatever it's going to be. If it's going to be once a week or twice a week or three or four or five times a week, if you want to go all out, but coming up with a title for each of the posts in that particular series, that will spur thought. So instead of sitting down and saying, hmm, I wonder what I'm going to blog about today, you know that Monday is, what did you say Monday was? Oh, yeah, like Monday minutes. And, Monday you know, minutes. like, I there mean, you go. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, anything. And I, I've used some of these. I haven't used some of these. You know, again, give me, um, you know, there's all sorts of, again, humor, Friday fives, you know, whatever little tips that you want to, or, or titles that you want to do. So just create those, the, that blog series. First, like you said, the, the, the um, information is going to come to you. You know, Wedding Wednesday is a perfect one. If you're a wedding photographer, Wedding Wednesday, every Wednesday, you know that you're sharing some sort of tip yeah. on your blog that you're then going to share on all your social media channels anyways. So you've actually helped create content for all of your social media platforms, including your blog posts, because you do want to link back to your blog posts. Um, but again, you can share that across the board. So you know what you're going to you're, you're gonna share. You may not know exactly like, okay, I know Wedding Wednesday is kind of coming up. What am I going to talk about? You still have to think about that, but you do know Wedding Wednesdays are happening on Wednesday. So create a series and the series ultimately is a, a trigger in the most positive way for content that you can write that isn't just, as you said, business centric. Um, it can be from your personal life. It's things that you're learning, maybe reading or watching. It could be literally anything. And I think, uh, you know, a lot of photographers, instead of taking even the, the 20 or 30 minutes that it might, that it might require to come up with their own cute, quirky series titles, they're going to just borrow the ones from you. And that's, that's okay that's to get, fun. that's okay to get started, care. but I'm, I'm still going to, I'm going to push our listeners to go beyond that even. And Make the effort, take the time, and sit down and think about a series that you can come up with. Again, based on whether you, you decide you want to blog once a week or two or three times a week, come up with appropriate series titles that are relevant to you, not to, to another photographer, but that are specific to your life or reflective of your life, and use those as... Um, a trigger. I don't know why trigger is the word that comes to mind right now, but again, in the most positive way possible to, to encourage like to, something that triggers a, a thought about, I, I mean, when, when I, when I think about Monday minute, um, in a way it kind of reminds me of the idea of a quick tip, you know, something where I can sit down and I write two or three paragraphs. Maybe it's something that I learned over the weekend, or it's, it's the biggest idea that I've learned in the book that, that I've been reading over the last month or whatever it might be. It could be something very, very quick. It doesn't have to take a lot of time. But Monday Minute, that spurs this particular thought or this particular idea, and you can go to writing. You don't have to sit there wondering what you're going to write about. Based on the series title, it, it kind of gets you going. And I like that idea. Exactly. Um, instead of instead of us just kind of wandering aimlessly and trying to figure out what we're going to write next. You know, it's a funny thing about blogging, too. I mean, as photographers, we're not, most of us aren't actually writers or copywriters. It's, it's easy just to kind of post a client's images and, and talk about how we loved working with them over and over and over and over and over again. But it gets boring. That it's that so gets boring. boring and mundane because you know it, how many times are you gonna say, "Oh my God, I love Leah and Dave's wedding and with the flowers," and then you're gonna say the same thing. I love Ashton, <laughs> and you're saying the same thing over and over again, you guys. And if that is all that you're blogging about, when your clients are looking through them, they're looking at the same thing, yeah. you know. And so these, so these blog series. Now, when I share with you guys how I do this, this is on a, if I was doing five days a week, you can obviously cater this to however you want to, but these blog series, when I'm doing five times a week, I typically try to do two of these posts a week. 
So again, you choose to, it can be anything, you know, um, sometimes again, my monthly goals will come into there, how to's, what, whatever it is, but I try to do one to two of these a week. And then the second tip is that you're going to add your work around this series. So now for you listeners out there where, again, you're in a slow season, it's winter, y'all are in that polar vortex, you know, you're not, you maybe not be shooting so much right now, but when you have these fillers into your blog series, which again, some are personal, some are still business related and important. Now you can add your work around this series. So if it's a slower month, maybe you do three blog posts. Again, it's because we want to drive traffic. You're not going to get number one on Google or get on that first page or be found on Google if you're not having content that Google can you know, constantly share. So you're going to add your work around this series, okay? And then the third tip that I have for you guys is that I want you guys to stay ahead of blogging. So if you're anything like me, blogging can be a pain. Now, again, remember, we haven't talked about how many words you should do or anything. I just want you guys to get content. I know for myself that if I blog on the day that my blog is quote unquote due, like that, that blog is supposed to go up that day, I'm stressed, I'm rushed, or I don't get it done. So I try to work and stay ahead of my blogging schedule, you know, and then schedule those posts to publish on the date. Typically now, and I know that everybody's life is different, but to start off, try to spend an hour first thing in the morning blogging with your cup of coffee. Now you have that blog calendar and I'm going to share with you guys. And I don't think we've shared it yet. You guys are going to walk away. We're going to have it in the show notes, a calendar already filled with you guys for a month of content. Now, obviously you guys can create it and schedule it around you, but you're going to see just how easy it is. So spend it the first thing in the morning blogging, you know, because you know what's coming up next. And then if you have do an hour in the evening, you know, or find little pockets of time throughout the day. If you set your timer for 15 minutes and just sit, turn off your notifications and blog, you'd be surprised how much you can get done and and then add your images and just set it to post. Because remember, uh, Nathan said in the beginning, we're not looking for perfection. We're looking for you to create a habit. We'll go back and like I said, do all the technical side of it. But I just want you to start and see that blogging can be easy. And then we'll go back and and talk about, you know, again, all the technical stuff that you should be doing. Yeah. And and I, I would like to come back and explore that. But I, I have to also ask here because, you know, we, we were talking about this idea that we might be able to prep for blogging for a month in an hour. But you just mentioned spending an hour here and an hour there. So I'm, I'm doing the math and I'm thinking, OK, it's, is it actually going to take longer than an hour when we talking about? Well, it's an hour to create the content. So in terms of having your calendar and knowing what you're going to write out for the month, you're going to have these topics for the month. So that's how I create that in an hour. I sit with literally a blank calendar. I figure out what my blog series are going to be for that month. And I put them in the calendar. Then I put my work in the calendar. And that is how I create that calendar, a month's worth of blog content. Now I'm not talking about typing it out. The blogging part of that is after, but remember again, typically that first step is the the first step. And the first reason why people don't consistently blog is because they feel like they have nothing to blog about. We are showing you that in an hour, you have more than enough to blog about. Yep. So true. And then, yes, yes. So, and then the staying the head of blogging, having like an hour here, an hour there, that's actually blogging it out. I'm saying that I can create, that all of us can create content, know what we're going to blog about and have it set up on a calendar, you know, in an hour. Now, yes, you still have to blog. So you got to type it out and put your pictures (laughs) in and and get them web ready. Yes. But to know, to be able to look at a calendar and and know what you're going to blog and what is coming up the next day, 
that right there just feels better. Instead of sitting there on WordPress or whichever platform that you have with a blank screen and a cursor, not knowing what to write that day, you know, good blog, but you don't know what, and then you typically get distracted on Instagram, Facebook, and then you don't blog. So it's an hour to create content, to know what you're going to blog for that month. To plan for that content. Got it. To plan okay. for that content. So we're, we're starting by creating that blog series. And, and I think that we, we covered that pretty well. And then you talked about adding work around that series. And, you know, you, you mentioned something which caught my attention. And that is that, you know, during a slow season, for example, photographers aren't going to be shooting as much. And the question might be, how do I have enough content? Like, how am I going to continue blogging work when I'm not shooting? There's nothing wrong with going back and highlighting a particular image image or a couple of images from a particular wedding or a portrait session that you loved and talk about why and use that as an opportunity maybe to educate your clients on how to get an image like that. Or maybe you can focus, maybe you could do a, a blog on a series of images that has particularly stunning light and highlight the significance of shooting at a particular time of day uh, for portraits, for weddings, for example, or maybe when you would want to do a portrait session. There's so many different possibilities. You've got, I mean, think about the thousands and thousands and thousands of photographs that you're capturing every year. And you may be posting, you know, 10, 20, 30, 50 even of the images from that particular event or session that you photographed. And yet there are another thousand that that you still have to work with that you could go back to. So there are endless possibilities there. And I just had to throw that in because again, for photographers are like, I don't have enough work to keep blogging that much. I would beg to differ. And, and it's just about getting a little bit creative. And the third thing that you mentioned was to stay ahead of blogging. And uh, it, as obvious as that might sound, I would venture that most photographers probably could stand to do better in that realm. Oh, I mean, absolutely. Even- and it's because they don't know what to blog about. That that The Fair reason enough. why most photographers can't or won't stay ahead of blogs is because again, they're sitting at that computer not knowing what to blog about they know they have to blog they have no idea what to blog and so when they have this calendar at least then they know they've added their blog series and spread them out throughout the month right and then they put their work in there and so now they have that calendar sitting next to them so they know what's coming up and that at least you have a title right remember we talked about just starting so if you know that on tomorrow you're talking about your Friday, I guess it's today. So if it was Friday and you had a Friday fives post, you know that that's coming up today. So you are going to put your Friday fives and put your name on there and all that. And then you're going to say, okay, I got five tips to talk about, right? And hopefully once you have your calendar in front of you, you can kind of make mental note on what you're going to talk about that day. Um, and then you type it out, you put some pictures in there, you post it and you're done. Like, it, it can be that easy it can is be. what I'm and, trying to get it. And I, I'll add a couple of suggestions here. One for, for photographers. I mean, I hope that most of our listeners are doing this already, but it, it doesn't hurt to stay organized with your images, have a very simple folder structure, organizational structure for your folders of images, your library and Lightroom, have those images organized in very, very simple, easy to find or easy to search manner so that you can easily go back to those images. That's really important. So um, that you can easily pull the images that you need for your blog post. That's number one. And of course, there, by the way, there are a variety of ways to do that, particularly in Lightroom with flagging and moving images into virtual collections. Uh, that will make it so much easier down the road to go back and pull images for blog content. But that would be number one. The other thing that I would suggest, and you kind of alluded to this, Vanessa, is go ahead and set aside a particular time of day where that, that you designate to writing content for a blog. Even if it's a half hour, if an hour overwhelms you, fine. Start with a half hour at you know whatever it is, 10 a.m. each day with a cup of coffee. You're going to sit down and you're going to write content for the blog 
on that particular day. Maybe you do that two or three times a day or a, a week rather in order to, to complete the blog post for that week. Or if you're going to write two or three posts a week, um, schedule accordingly, but go ahead and put that in your calendar. And I've talked about this before in the, on the podcast, but your calendar is, is there not just to kind of randomly put things in there and then delete them. If you want to use that as your, your Bible, if you will, if once you put something in there, commit to it and follow through on it. And if you just do that with blogging, two or three times a week for even a half hour at a time, you're going to be well on your way to doing exactly what Vanessa's talking about here, which is to stay ahead of the blogging. Then then there isn't, as you were alluding to earlier, Vanessa, this kind of last minute frantic mode that you go into where you're stressed and you're trying to come up with what to talk about and how to go about writing it. And uh, that's just not a fun place to be in. So this is this is a really great conversation. It is a relatively loaded conversation because we could go so many different directions. And again, I may take you up on on getting back to the technical piece of the SEO side. Um, but I really appreciate you making time to share with our listeners today how they can more efficiently plan prep for blogging so they can actually utilize something that is theirs and uh, hopefully book more clients that way as well. Absolutely. And and like I said, we're going to have it in the show notes. So what I did for you guys is there's a calendar on there and I share with you, it's easier as we talk about this, where you can kind of see how I kind of plug things in. Okay. So you're going to see a, a copy of what a normal calendar month looks like for me. You'll see all, all Friday. It, it has Friday fives all on there. This particular month, I had all wedding Wednesday tips, right? And then in red, you're going to see where I there. It just says work, but that I know that that's for me and my work. And then a couple little blog series in there, you know, to as just fillers. And I also didn't mention a great filler is vendor highlights. Guys, if you guys want to create and, and book more clients, how about highlighting one of your preferred vendors, getting them a questionnaire, typing all about them, sharing with them? Right. Because, and, and and this is more on the other part of a, a blog, a podcast, but when somebody goes and Googles that vendor, that venue, and your blog comes up, that's how Google works, guys. And then now they see their, they see this venue that they want to shoot at because you highlighted this vendor and then they see your work. And then the, the goal, the hope is that they book you. So you're going to see how I write out. You're going to see an example of my calendar. And then at the end of this PDF, you're going to have 30 days of blogging content. Now, none of this is work. So this is 30 days, Monday through Friday, 30 days, I always say, of ideas. It has your weekly series. There's going to say guest blog posts, favorite things list, day in the life, feature your work, 10 things about me. You're going to have 30 days worth of ideas that you can share on your blog that has nothing to do with your work. Wow. Now, if you're only blogging a couple times a week, you've got two or three months of ideas. So even for you, those uh, people that are listening out there who already have a, a decent blogging schedule, but need some new ideas, you've got 30 days of ideas right here that has nothing to do about your work, but you can put your work in it and obviously share it as well. Wow, so we'll make huge. sure that that's in that link yeah. um, as well. Perfect. Yeah, we'll definitely link to that in the show notes. If you're listening in now, it's going to be there. If you just go to Boca Podcast, B-O-K-E-H podcast.com, look at the show notes uh, for this episode with Vanessa. Vanessa, thank you so much again for sharing with our listeners. Make sure you all go to Vanessa Hicks Photography, V-A-N-E-S-S-A-H-I-C-K-S photography.com, Vanessa Hicks Photography on Instagram. Uh, of course, we'll link to these resources that we talked about in the show notes as well. But thank you again for making time for the Boca Podcast listeners. All the time, anytime. Thank you so much, Nathan, for having me on again. And thank you guys for listening. 
Thanks so much for listening to the Boca podcast today. We let us know what you think by leaving a review of the podcast in iTunes or maybe in the Apple podcast app. And I'd love to hear from you personally with your thoughts about the podcast, maybe suggestions about future topics and guests for the show. My direct email is nathan at photographersedit.com. The Boca podcast is brought to you by Photographers Edit, custom image editing for the wedding and portrait photographer. Just visit photographersedit.com. Thank you.